Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 26 of TLDR Podcast. 26 marks our halfway point of the year. We have done this for six months, 26 weeks straight. And, uh, you yeah. know, I, I think they've just gotten better and better. And, you know, our audience has gotten, you know, wider and wider. Uh, people are listening. We love it. We love you. But uh, before we dive into all the stuff that happened, that's going to happen going forward or other crazy topics that these guys have brought, let's, uh, let's check in with the boys, shall we? Eric, you missed last week. I know you've been busy as hell. Well, how, how has your whole week been? You got to catch us up uh it's been good did you say six months is that real I yes don't believe 26 six weeks months. is six months yes Jesus. <laughs> six months that's fucking crazy uh like six and a half week, week was good just um training camp business uh you know it didn't really show in those first two preseason games uh so far for the clips um but they'll they'll be okay you know uh, me and all my basketball <laughs> knowledge. That's all yeah. I gotta say. But yeah, I mean, other than that, just good to be back uh, and see all the familiar faces. Love it. And uh, going over to Tyler. I mean, anybody who watches on our YouTube is gonna love his background. It's basically our logo. Hell yeah, Tyler. How how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Got to go back to Carlsbad visit visit my girlfriend. It was a nice nice weekend away. Um, so it was very nice. Uh, did, did a lot of Christmas sh- shopping, so got a majority of it done this weekend. So still a few pieces nice. here and there, but Very nice. got a good chunk of it done, so that felt good. Um, does your first week of playoffs dr- dropping 18 points uh, concern you? <sighs> Dude, that, yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried, not going to lie. Uh, making up 20 points is going to be a tough task, um, but if any team can do it, it's the number one team in the league. So let's do we'll it. See. We'll see. We'll see. Alex, how about you, man? I'm good, dude. It's cold up here, you know. Ice on the windshield this morning. Oh shit! Yeah, it's uh. Whoa. I got the heater on and everything, so. So it does snow by you. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know it was it was fucking cold this morning. See, I listened uh, last week. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm good, man. Just taking it day by day. Love it. Basketball's just about to start here. We got some preseason games, but uh, James. You had a good. I hope you had a good weekend. I know that you came over. We had a shit ton of tacos, and we watched some pretty great games of football. I have to admit. Oh yeah, dude! I've never had that many tacos before in my life, and that's saying a lot because I eat a lot. There were so <laughs> many leftover tacos. I don't know what you did with it. The dude bought seventy tacos. It was twenty. Crazy yes. from where? <laughs> just place some place down the street. It was just me, him, and Kylie, and we had so many tacos and rice and beans. You what kind of tacos? Seventy of them. <laughs> I mean, do you want to give them the list of all the tacos we ate? Yeah, what kind oh, of you? dude? I'll think of something and yes. Carne asada with red salsa. Yes. Yeah. How many? Squid tacos. <laughs> no. That's actually pretty It's called calamari. Yes. <laughs> calamari tacos, whatever. No, calamari. but uh, you, you know, I don't think we should uh we should, you know, skip over the uh the the football talk with a break, you know. James, you wanted to talk about playoffs, about some implications of last week of this last week, um some games on um that were pretty huge. I mean, I thought it was a pretty intense week. Uh it was very fun to watch. All the games were, you know, shockingly close or most of the games were shockingly close, at least the games that matter. So, take it away. All right, guys. So, like you mentioned, I'm going to do something a little different. I have picked four games, which I thought were the biggest games, had the most implications we're going to talk about. We're going to break it down and then ask the guys a couple questions and, um, and see what the other guys think about it. So we're going to start off with the Sunday night game first, and it was a really good one. It was Bills versus Steelers. The Bills came out on top, 26, and the Steelers had 15. Big Ben went, for, went 21 for 37 for 187 yards, two touchdowns and two interceptions, while Josh Allen went 24 for 43 for 238 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, and also added six carries for 28 yards. Josh Allen is the real deal. I mean, Alex called it early on. He's good. He's not picked apart two great defenses in the last two weeks, and that's in the Niners and the Steelers. Pittsburgh's run game looked horrendous, and they've been struggling out of late. They only put up 47 yards and 17 carries for the entire game. The Bills, on the other hand, looked really good. They had 104 yards rushing. However, the biggest storyline is Stephon Diggs. He went off. 
He had 130 yards on 10 receptions and a touchdown, and now he leads the league with 100 catches. Crazy. The Bills' offense actually pretty stagnant to begin the game, but then when they started going to Stephon Diggs, they went crazy, and that's how they won the game. The Bills will clinch the division for the first time in 15 years because they're in the Patriots division if they win any of the next three games, and it's looking very likely because they play the Broncos in one of those three games. The Steelers, on the other hand, had already clinched the playoff spot before the game even kicked off, but they're still going to fight to keep that number one seed. Uh, the Bills improved to 10-3, and three, while the Steelers were sent to 11-2. and two. Both really good records. So, Alex, I have a couple big questions for you because you're the big Josh Allen guy. Um, what do you think about this Stephon Diggs trade? Did you think it was a fair trade, or is there somebody who came out on top? Uh, let me remind you guys real fast. This is how the trade works. The Bills got Stephon Diggs in a 2027th rounder, while the Vikings got a 2021st rounder, which was Justin Jefferson, a 2025th and 6th, and a 2021 fourth. So, Alex, what do you think? I mean, the Vikings are fighting for a playoff spot. They may or may not get in. The Bills are obviously getting in. They're going to win the AFC East. I mean, Jefferson's had a great rookie season for the Vikings, um, but he's no Stephon Diggs, obviously, who's now leading the league in catches, like you just said. Uh, it's, I think it's too early to tell if one team won or lost. It kind of depends on what happens with that next pick for the Vikings. But as of right now, seems like the Bills are pretty happy with the uh, – with the turnout of that trade. If you were to build your team around one receiver, would it be Stephon Diggs or Justin Jefferson, given their age right now? I mean, it's got to be Stephon Diggs just with his track record. Um, you know, Jefferson's got a bright future, but Diggs is the star right now. Okay. Uh, going over the Steelers here, they recently changed their offensive scheme. They went from airing it out with Big Ben and throwing deep passes to short passes to allow their playmakers to run and make up the yards. It hasn't looked like it's been working as of late. So do you think they should continue with this scheme or should they go back to the offense they had two years ago? I mean, it all comes down to whether Big Ben has the arm strength to do it anymore. He's what, 38, 39, something like that. He's had a bunch of injuries. Um, you know, if he can get – their wide receiver core is legitimate. They are a top five wide receiving core if they're, they're healthy and good. If Ben's healthy, air it out. It obviously worked in the first 10 games. hasn't worked in these last two. You got you to change it up, obviously, because it hasn't worked. Uh, one of the biggest, other big storylines is the fact that Deontay Johnson had like seven drops for the Steelers. So that, that doesn't help you either. And then last question, Alex, are the Steelers the real deal? They're 11-2, and two, but they've had an extremely easy schedule and haven't looked great in their wins. No, they are not, but the Bills are the real deal. Second best team go. in the AFC – I expect them to be in the AFC Championship game. You can okay. Heard it here first. I, heard it here first. Teams, I don't know if I'm going to steal this question, but I want to ask you both. Do the Browns have a chance to <laughs> beat the Steel and take that divisional spot? If they had won last night, yeah. I still think they do. What a fucking game. Not, not the divisional spot. Crazy. Like, they're not going to win the divisional, but they will sneak into the wild card, possibly. I got a quick burning question. Did Lamar Jackson have bubble guts or cramps? <laughs> Dude, he had cramps, bro. <laughs> and how come he ran he out he and he was fine? I already had bubble did, guts. Did you see that thing where he has like a he had like a, a little IV thing oh, going on? He's patched up. Like, dude, you you know he was IV'd up. He was cramping. bubble guts. <laughs> bubble. Oh, you know, if you want to go with the cool storyline, he had to take a shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to another game, and it was possibly the biggest upset of the week or the season depends on how you look at it we're going to talk saints and eagles the eagles and jalen hurts beat the saints 24 to 21 in his first start hurts went 17 for 30 for 167 yards and a touchdown but also summoned his inner lamar jackson and added 18 carries for 106 yards Taysom hill and the saints went for the saints went 28 for 38 for 291 yards two touchdowns and one interception while adding five rushes for 33 yards so the biggest thing here is that the fact that the Eagles changed their offensive scheme. They ran a lot more RPOs this entire game, which unlocked the rest of the offense and allowed Jalen Hurts to run free. And this also allowed Miles Sanders to put up a monster day. The dude had 14 Ks for 115 yards and two touchdowns. It also helps that the Eagles have most of their offensive weapons back, except for Deshaun Jackson. He's the only person that's really injured for that receiving core. The Saints have clinched their playoff spot, but are still in the running for first in the NFC. And that means that's a first round bye for playoffs. Drew Brees is set to return. He's right around the corner. He could be this week or next week. I don't really know. It really depends on him. 
So look for them to make a push for that first place spot, which Green Bay has, I believe. Tyler, as a resident Eagles fan, I have a couple questions for you. What do you think about Jalen Hurts in this game? Loved it. I mean, I think it was a, a brush of fresh air, I think, for Eagles fans to actually see a quarterback actually do his job well. Um, I think it was it was pretty great. I mean, obviously, it's a very small sample size. It's It was his first career start. Um, but if this is a sign of things to come, I think we are seeing the beginning of the Hurts air in Philly. Um, I think Eagles fans all season long have been begging for this guy to start, uh, especially with Wentz struggling. We want to see what this kid could do. And against a very good Saints defense, he did it very well. So I think that it's a pretty positive sign. Again, very small sample size. We'll see what he can do the, the rest of the season. It sounds like he's probably going to start the rest of the games this season. Um, we'll see. But, I mean, so far it's pretty damn good. Uh, you already kind of answered my question, my next question, but let's clear it up here. Uh, is he the future in Philadelphia, or do you think Carson Wentz eventually reclaims his job back? I think he is the future uh, in, in Philly, um, which is sad to say because I think Wentz was a great quarterback. Um, but I just think with the way that he's, you know, he came out against the Saints, and if he puts up three more really great starts, I don't see how Wentz is going to be a part of that Eagles offense going forward, even though they keep saying that they're going to try and incorporate both. Um, I, I think Hertz has a potential to be a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson type of talent. Again, very early, to, very early, but I think he has the skill set and the ability to, to be something like that. Um, so we'll see what happens. It's fucking hot in here. That was a Bro. hot day. Yep. You think you can command a $500 million salary? I mean, they were all rookies at one point too. You know, you, you give someone an opportunity and sometimes they'll run with it. That's, that's where those $500 million contracts come. You, you take your opportunity. Jalen Hurts got his, his opportunity last week, and he did a great job, and we'll see what he can do. You're basing all this off one start. <laughs> yes, I am. Billy, baby. Wow, your gut, dude. Your gut's ridiculous. Comes from a guy who wears two different teams' jersey and hat at the same time on the same day. You know it. You heard it here first. <laughs> heard it here first. Tyler King says that Jalen Hurts is gonna is the next Patrick Mahomes. That's the yep. next superstar in the NFL. He's the next face in the NFL. You heard it here first. Let's do it. Tyler King, everybody. Oh, it's hot in here. <laughs> uh, last question for you, Ty. If Drew Brees is healthy, do you think the Saints have a, te- have a chance at the Super Bowl? Absolutely. I think, I think the Saints are still a, a very good team. I think their defense is really good. Um, I think overall, offensively, you know, they've obviously dealt with a lot of injuries and a lot of kind of inconsistencies. But I still think the Saints are one of the top class teams in the NFC. Okay. Thanks for that, Tyler. Moving on to the next game, we got the Chiefs and the Dolphins. The final score of this one is Chiefs 33, Dolphins 27. It was a one-score game. Kind of surprising. The Chiefs started out super, super slow. They were down 0-10 to 10 in the first quarter. Patrick Mahomes had three interceptions for the very first time in his career. When you're looking at the stats here, Mahomes went 24 for 34 for 393 yards. Two touchdowns and three interceptions, like I just mentioned. Travis Kelsey had eight receptions for 136 yards and a touchdown. On the Dolphins side, Tua Tunga Bailoa had 28, went 28 for 48 for 316 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And rookie Lynn Bowden Jr. had a breakout game for seven receptions and 82 yards. Miami's defense is elite. Brian Flores did a really good job constructing the squad in the offseason. And although the stat line doesn't show it, they were giving the Chiefs fits all game. But the Chiefs are just too talented. Any other team, they might have dominated. The biggest storyline here is the Dolphins' injuries. Devontae Parker went out in the first quarter with a leg injury and never returned. Mike Gusecki went out in the second half with a shoulder injury. And Jakeem Grant also had a leg injury. For a team that currently holds a seventh seed in the playoffs, it doesn't really bode well for them in their playoff chances. Right now, the Ravens look okay, and they're vying for that same seventh, seventh seed. The Chiefs, on the other hand, have already clinched their playoff spot because they're like 11-2 and two or something. Really good. It's normal Chiefs stuff. So, Trayton, you and I watched the game together. I know you had a lot to say during the game. But so I have a couple questions for you. So like I mentioned before, the Chiefs started out super slow. They were down 10-0 in the first quarter, and they just didn't look good. Was there ever a doubt in your mind that they would not win this game? Well, the last time that I remember them being down by 10, um, you cried that game. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, it, it, does, it, it doesn't shock me. I mean, I'm not surprised to see what – I'm actually more surprised in, in how the Dolphins lost because there was a, there was a time where they were, they were down 
I believe it was 30 to 10. So they were down by 20 points. And at that point I was like, okay, this is what I, this is what I expected to end like. And it didn't end like that. They, the, the, I, I actually give my, I tip my hat to the dolphins because I think that they had a very good, I know this sounds weird, but it's a very good loss to a team that is elite. It's very hard to beat the Chiefs. The, you, the only way you can beat the Chiefs is by scoring 35 points. If you can't score 35 points, you're not going to beat the Chiefs. It's just not going to happen. So, and they didn't. Yeah, I like that. I mean, they learned a lot of good lessons for a young team. That's going to help them grow. Absolutely. Um, this is now the second game in a row where the Chiefs have started really slow. Do you think the constant slow starts will affect them during playoffs? I don't think so because they just seem to be able to score. They're, they're a second half team. Uh, and, and they actually, I would say they're, they're a second. Yeah. You, know, you can say they're a second half team. It just depends on the quarter. They decide to start playing. Right. So this, in this case, they decided to start playing in the middle two quarters and then they just took the game away after that. Um, in the fourth quarter, I, they, they could have easily gave, given it up. Like that was a little, uh, that was a little scary, I'm sure. But um I, like I said, you have to be able to score 35 points against this team because if you think that you're going to go into the second half winning by 10, good luck finishing that game. Uh, do you think the Dolphins make the playoffs this year? I Do I think so? I, I, I don't know. It's going to be tough for them, especially with that loss. Do I really want them to? Watching them play was awesome to, to, to see that that team has really come in strides. I mean, that Dolphins team, you know, four years ago, if I told you that they, that they took the chiefs to a 33 to 27 game, you would be like, you know, three years ago, you'd be like, fuck you. There's no fucking way. And they did. And it, they look good doing it. And they, and again, they had the, the injuries like you mentioned. So I, I hope that they can make the playoffs because it, it's fun to see a team from that division do so well. You know, I know that right. the Bills are as well, but the Dolphins, there's, there's not just one team in that division anymore. There's, there's actually a few teams in that division. Uh, the biggest thing that you said, it would be nice to see them because last year they, it took them like two months to win a game. It was tank for Tua, and they didn't tank for Tua because they won at the end, but still got Tua anyway. So it's poetic. It's really cool. Moving on to our last game that we're going to break down here. It's going to be Vikings versus Buccaneers. The final score was Buccaneers 26, Vikings 14. The Bucks have a record of 8-5. and five. And currently have the fifth seed, and the Vikings are six and seven, and are just one game out of the wild card spot. Davin Cook had yet another great day, and this time it was against a number one ranked rushing defense. He had 22 carries for 102 yards and a touchdown. The Vikings' offensive line did not have a good day. They gave up six sacks or 52 yards, which also caused Kirk Cousins to have two fumbles, and he lost one of those fumbles. Tom Brady had a stat line of 15 for 23 for 90, 196 yards and two touchdowns. Which, you know, it produces a really good QBR and the stats are good, great, but he doesn't pass the eye test. I mean, with the weapons he has and the offensive line he has and the scheme that he has, he should be doing so much better. Uh, one of the things to really look out for is Leonard Fournette. The dude was a healthy scratch. He didn't even make the lineup card. It's a situation to monitor if you're a fantasy owner. It doesn't look like he's going to have a future with the Buccaneers much longer. Eric, big Kirk Cousins guy over here. Got a couple questions for you. So, in this game, the kicker, Dan Bailey, missed all of his kicks. Three extra points and one – or three field goals and one extra point equaling 10 points. So, was this loss the kicker's fault? Or is it – do you expect more from Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, and Adam Thielen? Uh, mainly the kicker's fault. Um, this is why. Well, the story of the game was Joe Buck on, like, this third kick he missed. Good snap, good hold, and the kick – not even close. Like he, <laughs> that third kick was just like way to the left, but he literally killed their momentum. They rolled down two different times in the very beginning of the game. Um, and he missed the extra point right off the bat. And then their second drive, they're rolling down, just dominating on offense. Cousins actually look good. And he misses another kick. Every time he missed a kick is like when they had momentum going. So I think, 90% of it is his fault, and the other 10% is Kirk Cousins because he's just not that good, people. I told you here six months ago, and I'm going to tell you six months again from now, he's okay. He's not that good. He's still better than Mitch Trubisky. But that's besides Yeah, that. probably. <laughs> uh, would, you have cut, would you have cut Dan Bailey on the spot? Uh... Well, I mean, I feel like the Vikings have lost other games 
this year that they should have won. So this game is on him and uh, they're still not going to make the playoffs. And it's not because of this game. It's because of other games that they probably should have won. Okay. Uh, that plays into my next question here. I wanted to ask you, who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Is the Bucks, the Vikings or both? You said the Vikings won't make the playoffs. So why will the Bucks make the playoffs? Uh, they got Tom Brady and um, McC LaShawn McCoy actually looked pretty good last game. I think he's going to take Fournette's spot now that you're saying. Uh, I like the hockey term you use, healthy scratch. Um, th they have the weapons, the uh, Bucks. I think they're starting to kind of mesh together. Tom Brady has the experience, so I think they will get in. Okay, thanks, Eric. Uh, last thing I want to do here that covers all our games, I want to go around and ask the guys just real fast, a hard hitter, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Alex, I'll start with you. Oof. Uh, who's going to win? Dude, Chiefs. Let's be real. They're the best team in the league. All right. Eric? Titans. Oh. Derrick Henry. Traden? The Indianapolis Colts. That's a dark horse. And Tyler? I'm going to go with my L.A. Rams. That defense has been playing super well of late. I think they carry that into the, in the postseason and run, run away with a Super Bowl win. Yeah. Uh, everybody pick something different, but I'm going to be very basic, and I'm going to agree with Alex. I think the Chiefs are going to take it. They're just too good. And that wraps up my segment. Thank James, before we let you go, here's the biggest question that I have for you on the spot. Out of the AFC, what is the one team that could beat the Kansas City Chiefs in that in that conference championship raiders the las vegas raiders <laughs> yeah dude that's that's their kryptonite they if they it. were in the game yeah if they, if they if they make it that's their kryptonite man Inter so you, okay so it because simply the, the the raiders can actually put up enough points to beat the chiefs that's it that, that's all it is it's because they've done it before got you i it's um, possible I, you know I, I i like how you went around the horn we all had different do we all different answers I'm just going to say I have the Colts. Why? Because they actually have a pretty solid de defense, and I do think that their offense is coming along. I do think that they could beat the Chiefs in that in that uh, conference championship. But I digress. Um, <laughs> with, with that, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Tyler's going to take us through a, uh, a, a journey of concerts. What, where does everyone want, who does everyone want to see past, present? Who knows? We'll, we'll stay tuned. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Tyler is going to take us through what the guys would like, to, who, who the guys would like to hear or see in concert, past, present. I don't know. Tyler, take it away. Yeah, 2020, the Earth Out concerts. Um, can't wait till we can go back to those. Uh, so just kind of reminiscing on, on those times and thinking about all the great concerts that I've been to and all the great concerts that I would really love to see. Um, so I asked everyone to pick their top five concerts they most want to see. And they can be from, you know, artists who are uh, alive or are not with us anymore. They can be uh, concerts that they've already seen that, that they want to see again. Whatever their top five they most want to see. Um, so I'm going to go around the horn here first. Um, Eric, let's start with you. What are your top five concerts you most want to see? Number five, I got Logic. Um, just knowledgeable, catchy, legit, down with the He's trends. He's a rapper trading. Oh. <laughs> he's actually a hip-hop artist is what i would call him All right, a rapper would be like lil baby or some trash dude like that <laughs> um, i mean lil it's Paul. weird those categories but okay number four eminem uh you already know i had to throw him in there talked about him uh having dinner with him um number three outcast uh two somewhat what i would call underground legends andre 3000 and big boy is the other guy uh, number two, Jimi Hendrix, another guy I mentioned that I would have dinner with, um, shocker. Uh, he just is legendary. Um, and number one would be Bob Marley and the Whalers, uh, specifically at a venue on the island of Oahu in Hawaii, because anytime I'm there, uh, that's all I, the music I play and think about, and they just play it on the radio all day. So it'd be solid, like Waimea Bay or something like that to watch him play there nice you got you got the the artist and the venue that's that's double time i love that one up one up yeah <laughs> alex what about you what's what's your top five 
so I also had Jimi Hendrix in there, but I'll take him out. And I had an alternate prepared for uh, someone taking one of mine. Uh, so I don't really have them in like a specific order. Um, but my, I guess number one or whatever would be the Beatles. I mean, mm. how cool would it be to see them play live somewhere? Uh, number two, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, yep. But with all their current band members alive. Uh, uh, Luke Combs, number three. Uh, thank you, James. Yeah, he's been he's been killing it lately. Um, and then another kind of solo country artist, Chris Stapleton, was also on my list. And then my alternate, because uh, Eric said Jimmy is Kid Cudi. He just released Ooh, some new music. Nice. Kid Cudi's the shit. So that'd be my top five. Um, I mean, it's hard to make it a top five, you know. Dude, I had no idea you like Kid Cudi. There you go. We you learn something new every day. Every day. Yeah, <laughs> Luke, Luke Combs is probably my favorite on that list. I, I saw him last fall. He's incredible live. Uh, would definitely go see him again. Uh, James, what do you got in your top five? So I did mine a lot like Alex. It, it wasn't in order. I'm just going to say it. Um, so first, I have Luke Combs on there. I have an alternate as well. But Luke Combs is one of the best country artists out right now. The dude's on fire. Amazing. Love every song he puts out. Second, I'm a big country guy. Love Chris Young. Favorite oh. country artist of all time. The song You, favorite song ever. I'd love to see him in concert. Next, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go with Jake Cole. That is my favorite rapper, or hip-hop artist, I should say. That dude spits knowledge. It's crazy. Like, his lyrics are insane, and they tell you about real stuff. They tell you about life. And he doesn't care what people think. He does what he wants. Uh, Tupac is my next one. Mm. I'd love to see him in concert, see what he's like. I mean, I, it's probably a vibe, man. Like, it's crazy. Like, I, I've never actually seen the guy alive. <laughs> he died before I was born, but, you know, I'd love to see him. And last, not lastly, but lastly on my list is Michael Jackson. That dude is a performer. Love to see him entertain. That'd be great. My alternate, because Love Luke Combs is Old Dominion, because I'm a big country guy. Great songs right now. Um, little question here, but have you, you guys know they do like a meow mix on Spotify where they take all their songs and substitute every single word for meow? It's hilarious. If you guys didn't know that, go check it out. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Everything is meow, meow, meow. <laughs> it's hilarious, guys. So check funny. it out. Wow. That's my top five. Six, top six. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I had Michael Jackson on mine, so I'm gonna have to quickly come up with one. But before, but so give me some time, trading. What's your top five? Yeah. So I, I'm. I went with more of a rock look. Um, I got Luke Combs first of all. I know that's not rock, but that's that's country. He, like everyone said here, he is just killing it. He's amazing. I'm going to go with Iron Maiden. Um, yeah. when, when you brought up this, this topic <laughs> during a, during one of the, like a commercial, I heard an Iron Maiden song and it just brought me back to this, this phase I had in high school. I absolutely love Iron Maiden. They're awesome. They're I'll, every song is amazing. I would have to go with yellow card. I was part of, um, I was part of a, a, of a group <laughs> of the last concert they ever had um here in anaheim and i absolutely love every everything that they have um out there yellow card's amazing um acdc a canadian thing acdc <laughs> um they i mean they're they were the kings of rock back in the day um gotta go with acdc and i and i'll throw in michael jackson as well but uh fleetwood mac would be my uh would be my sixth um look fleetwood mac's incredible um and just yeah that's all i have to say i could see you uh in like high school driving around when you first got your license to like the nhl 2012 like soundtrack in your car pretty much like the yellow card song whatever pretty much main song ocean avenue dude yeah (laughs) and here's the thing and here's the thing that may be their most famous song but there that is not even their best by far. There's so many good songs that they have and they're just amazing. I can't think of one other one, but I will, I will look up some <laughs> yellow card songs on my drive to work tomorrow and I'll get back to you on that one, Traden. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll finish off with, with my top five. Uh, I, at, at number five, I had uh, Michael Jackson, same reason as James. I think he's one of the greatest entertainers of all time. It'd be amazing to see that guy perform. Um, I, I guess an alternative I think would be Stevie Wonder, kind of same '80s kind of uh, pop music. I think Stevie Wonder has so many great, great songs and is a great performer as well. So I would love to see Stevie Wonder live as well. Uh, coming at, at number four, 
This is a band I've already band seen artists. four times live. Imagine Dragons. I mean, they're so good. Every time they, they come on tour, I want to see them. I think they're an incredible band. Uh, one of my favorite bands of all time and one of my favorite concerts I've been to. Um, I'll see them every time that, that, they're, that they're on tour. Um, coming in at number three is Linkin Park. Um, sadly, of course, the passing of the lead singer, uh, Chad Bennington, super sad. Hope, um, you know, I, I would have loved to see them. They, they were on, on my bucket list for a, a very long time. Um, number two, this is a nerd alert, John Williams and the London Symphony oh. Orchestra. Yes. Uh, would love to see just a compilation of all his work, him leading that orchestra. I mean, so many greats, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, uh, Back to the Future. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. To name a few. <laughs> yeah, just a few. So I, to, 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 to see that guy in front of an orchestra playing that music live would be unbelievable. I would love to see that. Um, coming in number one, this band has probably been on my bucket list for the longest time, uh, and that's Green Day. Um, one of my mm. favorite bands as a kid growing up. Um, would love to see them live. I've heard they're, that they're really, really good live. Uh, they had a tour last summer with Fall Out Boy and Weezer that I really wanted to go see, obviously because of COVID that got canceled. So hopefully they revamp that because if they do, I am going. It's 100% certainty. So mm. that is my top five. Um, thanks for, for playing. Hopefully you guys learn a little bit more about our music taste. And if you agree or disagree, let us know. And yeah, keep, keep going. Thank you, Tyler. I, I think it's these uh, I think it's these segments that we have that really get you know the audience to really know who we are um, from from you know different spectrums. We're completely different people, but we all make this great podcast, and I think that this is just part of that you know unique part of the part of the podcast that we have. So thank you, Tyler. Yeah, I think when I we, think me me James Alex and Trainer going to a, a Luke Combs concert at some point. <laughs> yeah, sounds like Eric. It. If you want to come, yeah. you can. But I you didn't have one so. country uh, artist, but I did have reggae. So yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, when we come back, uh, I believe we're gonna deal with some basketball, Alex. Basketball's starting when? Two weeks? No, one week. Okay. Let's go basketball. <laughs> And we're back. We are a week away from basketball. The NBA season is just about to begin just before Christmas. Alex has all the ins and outs of the, of, uh, of the basketball season that's just about to start. So, Alex, please take it away. Yeah, you know, we, Eric and, uh, talked about basketball a couple weeks ago. Um, and we were kind of with the draft and trades and rumors and stuff. But now basketball has started. Uh, the preseason's going on. Uh, some big news. So, today... Giannis Antetokounmpo signed his max deal in Milwaukee, five years, $228 million. So he's not going to Miami or Golden State or the LA teams. He's staying in Milwaukee. So that's some big news. Um, we're not really, we don't really need to talk about it. He's a two time defending MVP. Um, you know, that pretty much cements that Milwaukee will be a team to beat in the East for the next couple of years. Um, another team in the East that's coming up the Brooklyn Nets. Remember that guy, Kevin Durant? Yeah, he's healthy this year. Kyrie is healthy, supposedly. I don't really know. Uh, James, you wanted to talk about the Nets. So what do you think? So Katie's healthy. Kyrie's healthy. The East has always been weak compared to the West. How well do you see that Nets team finishing? Are you expecting prime KD? Or is it, does he need a little, a little time to get his legs underneath him? Uh, that's a pretty loaded question, but I'm going to answer the back part of it first. Yeah, We're going to talk about KD. I think we going to see prime KD. The dude had a long time to recover, and he's like Achilles surgery nowadays is way more advanced than it used to be. Uh, in years past, it would kind of be like a death sentence in terms of career. But nowadays, it's like it almost never happened. It's crazy. You watch NFL players like Sherm, Richard Sherman come back, and he plays Pro Bowl level next year. People come back from this all the time, and it's just they're okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw his tweet that he sent out, but he sent out a tweet saying that his MVP form is coming. And I believe it. The dude has to silence a lot of doubters and has a lot to prove. And so I look to him being way more motivated than he was before. And he's going to use that to fuel him to an MVP season. So I think he's going to give Giannis a run for his money this season. Uh, I think the pairing of Kyrie and KD is phenomenal. Those are two really great 
players that complement each other. They have two different styles. KD is a really good spot-up shooter. He can get to the basket. Kyrie can handle the ball really well and move and operate your offense under any circumstance. Uh, that paired with DeAndre Jordan, like, that's rebounding right there. So if you miss a shot, you got DeAndre Jordan, who averages, like, 12 rebounds a game. Like, it, that, that's a pretty complete team there. Um, in terms of their success, I think that really hinges on Steve Nash. That's their new head coach. This dude has never coached before. Like, what kind of system will he run? What, like, will he bring the team together when it gets tough? Can he make tough decisions? Typically, the best coaches are players who are on winning teams but weren't the best player. Uh, that's because they were like they know how to win because they've seen it first and foremost, but they weren't the best, so they were able to relate to other players who weren't the best. Steve Nash was the best. I mean, he played a Dirk Nowitzki, but he's one of the best players to ever play in the NBA. I mean, he was a point guard, and that helps him be a coach, but I don't know. Can he be the best coach for the Nets? Can he make everybody mesh? That's a lot of personality to mesh as a first-year coach. Yeah, I thought that was a surprising hire. It feels like it came out of nowhere. Um, if they're healthy, I can see the Nets being a top-four seed in the East. Um, I don't know if they will make a title run, but I think they're definitely a more formidable team this year than they were last year. I mean, any team that has Kevin Durant, a healthy Kevin Durant is a formidable team. Um, sticking with the East, Eric, we're talking about the Charlotte Hornets. I don't know if we've ever talked about this <laughs> team on this podcast before. They got the third overall pick. They picked LaMelo Ball. Then at a left field, signed Gordon Hayward to a four-year, like $200 million contract. Uh, Michael Jordan runs that team. I think we've heard of that guy. He's pretty. He was. Uh, he's known for doing some things in this league. Um, he's not known for putting together a well cohesive team. The Hornets have been pretty much bottom dweller since he's taken over. Is this the? Is this finally the Hornets' time? Are they moving on the up and up? And they're a young team. But what do you think about the Hornets? Um. Yeah. I mean. Lamelo Ball, I guess James is right. He didn't go to the Warriors. He went to the Hornets. Um, yeah, I mean, if the GOAT Michael Jordan believes that this guy has some potential, then I think we should kind of go along with it. Here's one one thing that I'll say is uh, it's kind of a good thing that he went and played uh, overseas in Latvia, which is he played in the same league Porzingis played in. But guys like Luka Doncic – uh, Nikolai Jokic, Porzingis, um, all these guys played in their the Serbian leagues and the Latvian leagues um, instead of going to college. So they kind of were in a pro league getting the experience that way. I know it's different than the NBA, but that's kind of what LaMelo Ball did the last two years. So that could play to his advantage. The Hornets, they've kind of been like that on the bubble team the last couple years of just like missing the playoffs by a few games. It's like, it's like their second half of the season. They make like a surge, but just can't get it done. I think this year they squeeze into a playoff spot, like the eighth seed and play like the nets and just get demolished. But at least you can get LaMelo ball in the playoffs. Terry Rozier, he's got some playoff experience. Hayward played with him on the Celtics. They got like random kind of, they remind me of the Clippers a couple of years ago when they had like Tobias Harris and those guys where they, they squeeze into a playoff spot and had to play the Warriors, got their ass kicked. But I think uh, they got a, a future ahead of them. Yeah, this feels like a, a season for the Hornets. If they make the playoffs, great. And they get swept in the first round, kind of, oh, well, you're looking for growth out of these guys. I mean, LaMelo's the future of the franchise. Um, you know, he's probably the best of the three ball brothers. Um, I mean, the middle one is not even in the league. They already – Pistons already cut him. waved him. <laughs> yeah, they waved him. They're done with him already. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think the Hornets can squeeze in um, seven or eight seed, but they're gonna, probably not going to go past the first round. But you're just looking for growth from these guys. Um, it'll be really interesting to see kind of what happens with them. Um, moving on to the second overall pick and the Golden State Warriors. So, James Wiseman got picked by the Warriors, number two overall. Um, and it was looking great. And then Clay tore his, uh, what did he tear? I think he tore his ACL. He tore some Achilles. 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 Tore, Achilles. Everyone's tearing their Achilles. Okay. It was the MCL the first time or the ACL. And now it's his Achilles. Yeah. So Clay's out. Steph is back. They've got Wiseman. Uh, you know, the Warriors were awful last year, but they're still the Warriors. Uh, I mean, Steph's a two time MVP. 
uh, trade. You're a Warriors fan, sort of. Uh, <laughs> what What do you think? Um, what do you think of this Warriors team? What do you think of Steph and the obviously the most overrated player in basketball, Draymond Green? Uh, <laughs> so uh, the whole Warriors. What do you What do you see coming out of this? Yeah, I mean. It, I don't know if it was a month ago or whatever that we found out about clay. I think it was um, maybe two or maybe it might've been over a month ago. Anyway, um, at that point I was, I was pretty stoked on, uh, on the warriors and I'm an, I'm a warriors fan by association. I, the NBA and basketball is, is tough for me as, as you, as anybody who listens to this podcast can tell, <laughs> regardless um, I am associated to, you know, warriors fan with the warriors fans. So I like the warriors by association um again a month ago i thought that they were they were going to turn some heads and and people are going to remember oh yeah the warriors are in this league but then clay went down and then when you really dig into you know the 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 the, the group as is without clay looks a little more dire i think um and i'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid i don't drink the fucking Kool-Aid that these that these crazy fans are drinking cuz guess what guys clay, the warriors are not going to be that great they're going to make some strides. I do think that Curry is going to be – the spotlight is on him. He needs to be able to rise to the occasion, and he has in the past. I admit that. And anybody, and anybody who wants to find me on that, that's fine. He is a two-time MVP. That's fine. But he is going to be asked to do a lot, and he's going to be expected to do a lot. He hasn't played – he's played five games in 18 months. Five games in 18 months. So he's going to be pretty rusty. Um, but he really needs to rise to the occasion. Um, this Wiseman pick, I think that he's going to have to fight for his position as a starter, but I think he's going to win that position eventually. And I do think that he's going to, I, I, I think he needs to be the player that the Warriors expect him to be and want him to be. Otherwise, if he's anything less than that, he's not going to be, the, the, the team's not going to you know, fare that well. I personally think, and I'm a, and I like Draymond Green personally, and now that's fine if you guys want to like shoot me down off that. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have a little bit of a rebound now that he's got his boy Curry back. Um, but looking at the the at looking at the 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 lineup that they have, I I don't think that they are going to um, make the playoffs. Or if they do make the playoffs, it's gonna be very, it's gonna be like inching into the eighth spot. And the reason why is because the West is so fucking hard. The West is so stacked. They are so good. They have the Clippers. They have the Lakers. They have, you know, insert any name in, you know, that, that even played in the bubble just now. And the Warriors are, are, are going to lose those, those series. I'm telling you right now. Um, unless, and I hope I'm wrong, but I, I just don't see some, uh, I, don't, I don't see enough there without, without Clay. I don't think that they, that they're going to make the strides that they need to. Now, if a bunch of things happen, if Wiseman's the guy that he needs to be, if Curry steps up to the occasion and is the has an MVP caliber season, if Draymond Green can can come back to his former self, that maybe, but you know, that's a lot of things that have to happen. Um and so I I just don't see it happening. Um so, yeah. James, you had a question it looks like you have a question. yeah i do have a question for you you said that you don't think the war is going to be that great because clay isn't in the lineup correct yeah but yeah that's the main point okay so you don't think that andrew wiggins former one on. overall pick who averages 22 points per game you don't think he can show the load that clay thompson had i i think that he's going to be a huge help but i don't think he's going to be able to replace clay he i mean how much did clay average in his career about 20 22 points yeah, right. but but he's also so not the he, speaking. He shouldn't be the same. Okay, there you go. Then you're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. You're talking to a guy that knows like barely anything about basketball. <laughs> oh, man. that was easy. Damn. Got him. <laughs> I was hoping for more discourse here. <laughs> discourse. I mean, I can't. I can't beat that. I mean, uh, Clay's proven. Clay's way more proven than Wiggins has in the past. What five seasons? That's all I can say. I mean, yeah, Clay, a better team. Clay is one I mean, of the like all-time great, all-time yeah. great wing defenders. He's one of the great shooters in NBA history. You can't compare Clay to Andrew Wiggins. That's the most. I'm just talking shit offense here. That's I don't care. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> comp we've all we've had in a long time. I um, say they're they're the top eight team. I say they make the playoffs because Andrew okay. Wiggins is on that team. Okay. Dang. I mean that's fair, but 
uh, trading though, you're not wrong. The West is insane. Um, I mean, you think about it, the Suns got better with Chris Paul. Um, Dallas is looking good. Memphis is going to be better. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be better. Really, the only two weak teams are the Kings and the OKC Thunder. That's literally it. Everyone else legitimately has a shot to make the playoffs. But, Tyler, let's finish with you. Your boys, the Lakers, defending champs, did some tinkering this offseason. Uh, got a little bit younger, brought some other guys in. Um, Mark Gasol, Trez, Eric, sorry, uh, Harold, jump ship, Schroeder, Wesley uh-huh. Matthews. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, what do you, <laughs> Tyler? What do you think of this? The Lakers retooling. Um, I can't really. They obviously can't be rebuilding as the defending champs. Um, are they the team to beat in the West? Hundred um, percent, hands down. I mean, obviously they won the championship, so I think any team that wins a championship automatically has that target on their back. But I think this Lakers team got a little bit better um, in this offseason. I think. You know, they, they lost a lot of their supporting cast. Obviously, LeBron and AD are still back, and they're going to be those the, the main two guys. But, you know, the, the, the guys they brought in, like they're mentioned, I think they're a little bit, like you said, younger. I think they're a little bit more talented. Um, no disrespect to the guys that left, but I, I really like this new group of supporting um, cast members, if you, if you will, that the Lakers have this season. Um, time will tell. Obviously, it's a, it's a lot of new guys coming in, so the, the chemistry is going to be different. Um, how, how they fit in with that Frank Vogel defense and, and all that's going to be a little bit different. Um, so time will tell with that. And then they got this, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker dropped 33 points against Eric's Clippers in the preseason game on Sunday. I mean, who knows? Maybe there'll be a surprise or two. Um, I think this Lakers team has obviously a lot of talent. And I think they, got, they, they have a lot of depth. They really don't have any glaring weaknesses. Um, for me, they are the easy team to beat in the whole league. So um, I see them as favorites winning the NBA title again. So you think yeah. this, uh, the guy you just said, whatever his name is, he's the next <laughs> LeBron James? It's no. like you saying Hurts is the next Mahomes. I was Way waiting different. for you to say that. Completely different. <laughs> preseason game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of those preseason games, the Lakers did beat the Clippers in their first two preseason games. Uh, LeBron and AD did not play. Um, it's preseason. You can't really take – all that much into it. Um, speaking of the Clippers, Paul George did sign a max deal also to stay with the Clippers. I think that is a really interesting move for them, especially with how poorly he played. Not poorly. I, that's a strong word. I would say inconsistent play he had in the playoffs. Um, Paul George is obviously an elite talent in this league. It will be really interesting to see what happens with the Clippers moving forward um, with Kawhi because he can become a free agent after this year. Um, and if the Clippers have another early exit, does Kawhi look for greener pasture somewhere else? It'll, that will be really interesting. Um, very last thing, James, you, we also – we have to talk about Zion. We have to talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, so Zion missed a fair amount of his rookie season due to injury. Um, he's built like a linebacker. I mean, I think there's injury concerns surrounding Zion already. Um, what do you think, like, what do you think from Zion? Are you looking forward to him being on a court for a full season? Yeah, I, I definitely am. That guy's electric. He's explosive. He, you watch him to watch the highlights. It's not so much the fundamental plays you look to. You, you look for the highlights. He makes big plays, flashy plays. He, like you mentioned, he only played 24 games in his first season. So having that season under his belt and having the rigors of an NBA season and all that and having access to the world's best in terms of medical staff, AKA Eric, uh, you, I don't think he'll be injured that much more often. He averaged 22 points and six rebounds in his first season, AKA 24 games. But on top of that, I think the Pelicans will do well this year. Um, I think they're going to make a push for the six through eight seeds in the West, mainly because every single one of that young core has improved tremendously every single year. I mean, Brandon Ingram is the um, most improved. The dude put up great numbers, 24 points per game. Lonzo even improved too. His numbers improved. Uh, and Josh Hart, they also added some really good veterans that, can, that know how to win. Got Eric Bledsoe and St- Stephen Adams. And they have a new coach, Stan Van Gundy, who has a long track record. The dude has coached over 900 games and has a winning record in those 900 games. There's a lot of good leadership there for a young core, and I, I think that they're going to succeed this year. Yeah, the I mean, the West, like we were talking about earlier, is insanely deep. 
the Pelicans could, I feel like, could go anywhere from the five seed to the 12th seed. And yeah. all those teams could be a matter of four games apart. Um, the, the West will be crazy interesting. Um, one last thing to watch, James Harden did show up to Rockets practice and played in a preseason game, even surrounding all these trade rumors. Uh, Russell Westbrook did get traded away to the Wizards, and John Wall came back in that trade. The Rockets did sign Boogie Cousins, who's coming off another injury. Uh, the Rockets, I feel like, are one of those teams that, like, sort of like the Warriors, we have no idea what they're going to be this year. Um, but this season will be crazy interesting, uh, a lot of storylines. Um, I'll probably keep talking about it until it finishes and or gets shut down due to COVID. <laughs> uh, that's that's basketball for you trade well let's hope that doesn't happen yeah agree. um well thank you alex um i'm excited for it I, I mean as excited as i can be clearly as you guys saw in this segment i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about so don't <laughs> listen to me i mean i'm i'm worthless here but uh when we come back we're gonna finish this podcast with some dessert eric's gonna take us through our favorite desserts and our least favorite desserts stay tuned And we're back, and we can't finish this podcast without a little bit of dessert. So, Eric, please take us through your segment, which is all about the yummy good stuff. You knew I had to mention uh, more food on this podcast. Uh, I do like Alex's um, food topics as well. Uh, we haven't really talked much dessert besides, like, the whole pumpkin pie rant I think that Alex had a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Um, so, but let, as, as I normally do, I'm going to chime about a quick history of dessert, the best and the worst. And, uh, you guys probably won't agree and you'll just interject, which is what I want. So here we go. Quick history. Uh, the first dessert that was known and noted was in 3000 BC, <laughs> apparently. Um, and this was fruit and nuts rolled up together with honey. In other words, candy. Um, this was the first attempt at dessert and at, around this time sugar was expensive and considered a royalty therefore mainly only the wealthy had access to creating and eating such desserts and that's probably why they were fat um, <laughs> and like you see in those pictures you know so I'm gonna start it off with my three worst desserts number one fucking peanut butter cookies just what? straight what, butter what are you gonna get peanut agree. butter bro 100 yeah. percent agree yeah 100 no. because like it's well, just because so you would basic. die james it's like i'd rather just take a bite of peanut butter with a spoon and james yes. would die yeah he would um, well, that's his problem <laughs> yeah yeah more for um, us number two of the worst uh rainbow sherbert uh, uh who the fuck came up with this shit uh it's just <laughs> trash too many fruitful combos weird colors doesn't intrigue me um my other worst would be pecan pie um Ooh, I, I agree it's there's nothing special about it it just tastes like a bunch of you know pecans and almonds or whatever else the fuck they put in it with sugar to, to it's mash a, it's it a together pecan pie. what else would it taste like uh <laughs> yeah not good apparently um james what are your three worst desserts <laughs> uh number one puff pastries it's bread and whipped cream basically oh wait you're talking about cream puffs oh dude yeah, cream puffs what it, 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 hey this is mine not yours okay right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, it's too there's not much about it uh number two bread pudding it has to be done right for me to really like it otherwise it's way too thick sometimes it's too dry if it's done just right it's done really well but other than that like if you just have bread pudding on its own without any ice cream or anything it's kind of eh. And lastly, I have popsicles because to me, that's just like sugar yeah, water. Yeah, those are trash. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> no, frozen it's sugar no, water. I don't know about no it. substance no. there at all. Yeah, no. And I have sensitive teeth. Not about teeth, the yeah. substance. Dude, it's the always about the substance. Nah, dog. Um, so refreshing. Okay, let's switch it over to Alex. Wait a second. Not about the substance. I thought you didn't like pumpkin pie because of the substance and texture <laughs> let's take a look what are your three words alex hey well first of all you took it pumpkin pie garbage <laughs> <laughs> see you later uh yeah so that one's not a big surprise i feel like this one might come in hot cheesecake oh Ooh. 
See you oh, later. Depending on the no flavor, problem. yeah. Can Trade and left. Can we just cut it? Cut it. <laughs> Trade <laughs> and Also, that shit is terrible for you. Yeah, it is. So, Who cares about so health? Is everything like on this list. I don't care. Dude, I hate cheesecake. I don't care. And my last one is just anything with coconut in it. Damn it. Yeah, you <laughs> I'm so glad you're not friends. Fuck. So Fuck. Coconut. It doesn't need to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, ruin coconut's it. aight. It's aight. Love coconut. Uh, Tyler, yeah, you're, you're, you're ravaged and rattled down there in the bottom right corner. What are your three words? Literally, my number one, I literally wrote out anything with coconut in it. <laughs> stole my thunder, man. Sorry, bud. Oh, well. Okay, well, that is the worst, the worst dessert. And the coconut's just, it's horrible. The texture, the smell, the taste, it's just, I don't know why it's people It's kind of good it. for you, though. My dad loves coconut. I don't know. I feel like I'm not related to him in that sense. It's just, I don't understand. But like he Maybe would always not. have cake with coconut on it and no one would eat it because no one liked coconut. He just Wait, isn't it. a German chocolate cake? Doesn't it have coconut? <laughs> no. I, I thought it was. No, I'm pretty sure. No. I mean, you I'm, can put coconut I think the Germans love coconuts, dude, and you're German. So. That, that sounds <laughs> not correct. We should fact check that. I, I'm fact checking it right now, so keep going. Okay. There are a lot of coconuts in Germany. Okay. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. My my other, my other worst one is I I'm not a fan of sour candy. Um, it's just not my favorite thing. Nice, the, the one nice. thing I kind of am okay with is Sour Patch Kids because they got a little bit of sweetness in it. Um, but just sour candy in general, I'm not really touching that. And then my number or the my la- last least favorite dessert is Jello. I think it's just a really weird dessert. It's got a weird texture i feel like it looks like it should taste good but it doesn't i mean I, i've never had good tasting jello i just it's it's a weird it's a weird food so i just jello is yeah. only for like if you're in the hospital yeah it's yeah. just it, yeah it's, I, I feel like if something is a staple in a hospital it's just not good it's like a wounded dessert yeah um trading Speaking of wounded desserts, I bet you got some bad ones. Let me hear your three worst. Yeah, you guys aren't going to like me. But first of all, there is coconut in most uh, German chocolate cake. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Tyler. But, uh, but I, again, I'm, I'm just a fat guy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not really a dessert guy. So I, I, I don't like most Jesus cakes Christ, just out. don't do it for me so that's my least favorite it's just cakes in general i'm You're not the one that ate a cheesecake during the podcast i didn't say cheesecake i didn't say cheesecake Wait, you said before. cake <laughs> i said i said most like breaded cakes just not for me and um pecan pie just is way too much just just nice. too much um and I, I don't really have the third because you could pick out any cake. I mean, I, I'll eat it, but it's just not my favorite. So any cake, which is like a huge list. There's like yeah. 70 of them right there. I got a bonus uh, bonus one. This will be your third. Tyler sparked me. Uh, sour Skittles, horrendous, terrible, way too sour. Right, James? <laughs> That's the name. Dude, it's literally called Sour Skittles. Why do you expect it to be not sour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just not good. They're just too sour. Um, let's so we, you know, we we gave the bad news first. So let's give the let's save the best for last. I'm gonna go my top three. Number one, cherry pie with vanilla bean ice cream. Uh, not French vanilla, but vanilla bean ice cream. You get the cherry fruit flavor mixed with the sweet, creamy vanilla. And there's nutritional value in cherries, uh, antioxidants, muscle and tissue recovery, recovery, sleep, uh, facts, true science, right, Traden? Um, number two, straight cookies and cream ice cream. Uh, Oreos might be like the best cookie, and you just mash that into that vanilla bean ice cream. Um, I think there's like an addicting chemical in Oreos too. We, we should probably fact check that, but I feel like I've heard that before. Some street knowledge. Um, I'll be sure last I, I got, yeah, last I got bazookies. Um, hopefully everyone knows what that is. Um, it's basically just a big meaty baked chocolate chip cookie with of course the vanilla ice cream on top. Here's a spinoff that my buddy did actually recently. It's pretty bomb. Throw strawberry ice cream on top instead of vanilla. It sounds weird, but it was actually very, very good. Uh, and I got one bonus throw in, uh, Sweet Jill's Strawberry Cupcake. Um, it's this bakery near me, and there's one in Long Beach, too. Uh, trust me, it's really bomb. Um, no free ads. 
no free ads. Tyler, what are your three uh, best desserts? All right. Uh, coming in at number three, s'mores. Who doesn't oh, love s'mores? Well, fucking course. <laughs> of course. Uh, and it's one, of the, it's one of those desserts that you don't have a lot. So I feel like when you do, you're like, oh, yeah, we can have s'mores tonight. You know, obviously the classic is around the campfire when you're camping. Um, you got to have that because it just has that, you know, charcoal or wood kind of fire taste to the marshmallow. And it just tastes delicious. So I love s'mores. Um, number two is homemade cookies. Um, pretty much any type of homemade cookie. I'm down for uh, not peanut butter ones. So. No, even homemade <laughs> peanut butter cookies, man. I'm all about peanut butter cookies. I don't know why you don't like them. Um, but probably my favorite homemade cookie though is snickerdoodles. Uh, my mom makes the best homemade snickerdoodle cookies in the world. No question. Um, so snickerdoodles, my, my, my number one favorite cookie. And then my, my favorite dessert of all time though, is just ice cream. Either it's a milkshake or whatever, just regular ice cream. Um, I say my, my, my favorite flavor of ice cream, Eric, is cookies and cream, but there is a uh, ice cream place in Carlsbad called Handles that does cookies and cream plus cookie dough, and it's called Orido, and it is the best ice cream flavor I've ever had in my life. I've um, been there. So Handles, Orido. I know some of you guys have been there. I've yeah. always taken you to there because you've got to go to Handles. Um, so that proves why it's my favorite you know, dessert because that's where I take all my friends when they come visit. <laughs> nice alex i feel like you'll have similar what are your three best okay eric i feel like you're gonna have to come visit because i did make a homemade pizuki like two weeks holy ago. fuck mm. yeah I made it in my cast strawberry iron. ice cream yeah, boom made in the cast iron <laughs> skillet it was delicious fuck yeah. um okay so my three number one lemon bars delicious don't give me that <laughs> Actually, those are pretty bomb. I had them recently, and I, I thought at first they were bad, and I had them. I was like, they're actually pretty good. Nah, dude, lemon bars. It's my uh, growing up, my next door neighbor, she was like 85 years old, made the best lemon bars in the world. Uh, number two, tiramisu. Ooh, yeah. Fancy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a fancy ass bitch over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did work in an Italian restaurant as a as a wee little high schooler, so I ate a lot of tiramisu, so that was fire. Number three. A warm slice of apple pie after Thanksgiving dinner. Can't beat it because pumpkin pie is trash. Apple pie. Yeah. Those are my I'm three. Just, I'm glad you didn't say flan. I forgot to mention that. It's probably the worst dessert. It's like pudding flan. and jello mix. I don't know. Flan's pretty damn good. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my God. Traden, what are your yes. three best desserts? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I you know, I'm not a big dessert guy, but but any pie besides pecan pie, I'm I'm a fan of. Um, I love cherry pie. I love apple pie. I am a fan of pumpkin pie, even though it's not my favorite. But I mean, I'm with Alex. A classic apple pie, oh, amazing. Um, I also really like uh, rhubarb crisp. Anything with rhubarb in it is very good. My grandma and my grandpa used to grow it back in um, back in the day and they would put it into you know these different types of dishes and it is absolutely amazing it has a very unique taste um, uh, so definitely that uh, any cheesecake I, I, I literally love cheesecake like just I, I, I devour that stuff so I say I don't like dessert but anything that has to do with cheesecake I'm there and my favorite right now is edible raw cookie dough I, it is a thing. And now oh, we found it. it. We found it in the store that is, you know, it's edible. It doesn't have the egg or whatever. It takes and all the fun out of it. <laughs> That's true. You're right. <laughs> but all it's, the it's so much better. It's, it's so good. It, all the it, there's no work involved. So, you open the package and just eat it. It's just so good. Okay. So then just drink milk. Don't ever eat ice cream again. Yeah. No. I had uh, the <laughs> edible cookie dough story. Um, on my drive from Florida back to California, when I get my car back that one time over the summer, uh, I was, it was in the middle of Texas and it was like dead hot. And I was at a gas station. I was like, dude, I just need something to get me through these last, you know, four hours. And I saw edible cookie dough and it was in probably like a 12 ounce container. It was a lot, but I, but I ate every single one and it was so good. And it got me through that whole drive and like, dude, it was so good. So telling you yeah health and nutrition people that's what we preach on this podcast <laughs> and yeah. uh james i know you got some best healthy nutritious here we go best desserts <laughs> what do we got coming in at number one probably the healthiest thing of all i'm sorry alex but it's cheesecake i grew trading i love cheesecake <laughs> all cheesecake any cheesecake especially oreo cheesecake pumpkin cheesecake. even the <laughs> pumpkin cheesecake i dig it um, there's a weird combination at this place called mouse carpones and orange that I love. It's banana chocolate chip. 
You don't think it's good? Ooh, Phenomenal. Good. So good. If you haven't been there, you should try it. Uh, coming in number two is pie. I love pie. I love all pie. But more specifically, my favorite of all time is banana cream pie. Going with that right there. And last but not least, Eric wants to talk science. So we'll talk science and nutrition here. It's milkshakes. So you know how they tell you, you know, after a workout, you drink chocolate and milk. I say go get a milkshake instead. It's kind of the same thing, but even better. So get a milkshake. Go to Chick-fil-A, get the chocolate milkshake, and then go drive to Cane's and then get your meal at Cane's because it's better. That's that um, yep. nutrition. I got I got some bonus things that kind of sparked me. Um, I've actually been super into chocolate bars lately. There's a, a brand, Tony's Chocolate Lonely. Uh, they have them in like Sprouts. They just got them at Pavilions, probably Ralph's, uh, Whole Foods. They're bomb. There's like a pretzel dark chocolate. There's all these bomb ones. Uh, kind of sounds like a girl on her period, but still, they're really bomb. Um, the cravings I have for them. Uh, here's another thing that you folks should try out uh, if they still do it. The cherry dipped cones at Dairy Queen. They're actually super bomb. It's like the chocolate dip cones, which are actually pretty bomb. That'd be like my number four on the list. Chocolate dip vanilla cones from Dairy Queen specifically, just because their vanilla is straight fire. Um yeah i mean we could talk about dessert for days but that's that's all i'm going to leave you guys with for tonight i love it um you know does I, I i'm not like i said desserts are okay but i know that people love them so we have to we I'm, I'm glad that you brought that one um i think that most people like desserts not everyone's weird like me but uh i think that wraps up the podcast boys um and 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 audience ladies and gentlemen um, I will say, uh, the boys we had discussed and, um, I believe we're going to take the, uh, the next week off for Christmas. We're all going back to our families to see, uh, to, to see our families be with them as much as we can. Um, so we're going to take the week off so that we can do that. So it gives you guys the week off to, to enjoy your families as well. Eat some pies, cakes, desserts. It's Christmas week. Let's go. Um, and, and, uh, and when we'll, we'll be back the week after just before new year's, um, we want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas, um, or, you know, whatever happy holiday that you, uh, that you, you know, follow or, or celebrate, um, please be safe with your families. And, um, we look forward to, to seeing you guys, um, yeah, after Christmas. And, uh, with that, that's the podcast.